Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hero Bells podcast. This is episode two. My name is Kyle McCaffrey. I'm the founder and lead trainer of Hero Bells. Hero Bells is a company I founded to give people like you the necessary skills to perform at your best in the gym, the track, or in life. I'm currently recording in La Pecina, Valencia, Spain. I said that kind of weird, didn't I? This is a podcast that is designed to be short and impactful so that you get the most out of your training and out of life. So today's podcast is about sports psychology. I'll read from a book titled The Psychology of Performance by Eddie O'Connor, a PhD. But first, I'm going to give you a little rundown on who Eddie O'Connor is. Eddie O'Connor is a PhD of clinical and a clinical sports psychologist. Eddie O'Connor speaks professionally and consults as a clinical sports psychologist, helping athletes, teams, and organizations improve performance by developing mental toughness and overcoming performance barriers. He received his BA in psychology from Binghamton University and his PhD in clinical psychology from the Illinois Institute of Technology. Dr. O'Connor's clinical emphasis was in the disorders and issues that athletes most frequently experience, particularly pain and injury rehabilitation. He did postdoctoral training at the Pain and Rehabilitation Clinic of Chicago while simultaneously completing requirements to become a certified consultant of the Association for Applied Sports Psychology. Dr. O'Connor is a member of the United States Olympic Committee Sports Psychology Registry, a resource for Olympic athletes and coaches searching for qualified sports psychology consultants across the country. Woo. So just one sec. Of course, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty here. <clears throat> so, I'm just going to tell you the first little bit of the first chapter here. This is in lecture one. So just to let you know that this really reads like, um, a, like a text. So if you go and pick this book up, I promise you're going to like it because it gives you a lot of how-tos from many perspectives, and particularly coaching, but you'll be able to self-diagnose and figure things out for yourself. But first, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a taste of this book, just with one chapter, and then we'll probably do a few more chapters in the future. So this is Sports and Performance Psychology, and this is Eddie O'Connor speaking from the book. We are all performers, and we all have a psychology we bring to our performance. This lecture will provide some history and background of the field of sports psychology, and then we'll review the practice of performance psychology, ethical challenges in performance consulting, and relevant issues addressed in performance psychology. So... That just gives you a little bit of an understanding of what we're getting into. This is the beginning of the book, and I'm skimming over parts here, of course. But like I said, this reads like a text. But I suggest if you have, I suggest you have a read if you want to be a coach or know more more about excellence or how to train yourself. So the first, sorry, the second lecture is called deliberate practice. That's kind of the crux of the issue because most people, when they practice something. They get a little bit lost, especially if they don't feel confident or competent in something. And that's completely normal. And this book actually really gets into how to develop deliberate practice and, of course, um, motivation and finding motivation within yourself. So I'm going to get back to the book here. Um, This is essential. Deliberate practice is essential for experts. The key to excellence is practice. And you're probably doing it wrong. Most people are. There's a science to it that many people are not aware of. 
The purpose of this lecture is to inspire you. So that's really key to know that word inspire. So we'll just pin that there. It will change the way you think, the way you develop your skills in any area, and maybe even the way you parent. You will discover that talent, even if it exists, is highly overrated. This means that you can truly do anything but an, at an incredible investment. He goes on, of course, there's a great quote, and I can't remember who, say, who said it, but he said, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So that'll give you a little bit of inspiration in of itself. Just get to work, really. So the next part, he goes on to say, you are not limited by genetics. There is no basketball gene or innate musical talent that will carry you to greatness. In all areas of performance, it comes down to how you practice. Practice not only matters, but determines everything. There is one thing that distinguishes experts, truly the very best in any field, from everyone else. And it isn't talent, size, strength, agility, or some innate gift. It is the amount of time they spent in deliberate practice. Talent, or early demonstration of skills, I like that part right there, early demonstration of skills, because you'll often see people say, oh, he's a natural, you know, before the age of five or something like that. They've obviously demonstrated these skills from a, a myriad of different ways and from different sources. It could be their parents, could be their siblings, could be a number of different ways. Could even just be TV. They just saw somebody do something, they went and did it. Anyway. Um, talent or early demonstration of skills can be nothing more than a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you assume that someone doesn't have the musical or athletic gift because he or she doesn't excel right away, he or she is often encouraged to go in another direction. Children with athletic skill early on earn more compliments, attention, and investment from coaches in practice and more playing time in games. Without encouragement, a late or sorry, a later bloomer never learns to kick a soccer ball or to sing. Another problem with talent is that it can be a disadvantage in the long run. Those with less developed skills early on have to work harder to develop them and keep up. And they have to find, pardon me, <coughs> and they have to find other competitive advantages, such as knowing the opponent or paying particular attention to technique rather than relying on athleticism. They learn to work hard, fight for what they earn, and persevere through adversity. These are all key things that you're gonna see in all sorts of memes on you know, social media, that kind of thing. Pretty common, but hearing it from an expert really does put it into perspective. And of course, as you read on through this book, you get a much more authoritative stance on this kind of thing. And it, it seems to resonate a lot more when you read the book or listen to it, however you uh, ingest information. They learn to work hard, fight for what they earn, and persevere through adversity. Sometimes more talented players aren't tested early in their athletic careers and are behind these lesser talented peers in their study skills, practice skills, mental game, and work ethic, which are all factors that have a lot to do with, to do with success at higher levels and attributes associated with deliberate practice the ultimate factor in determining improvement and expertise. So get out there and practice. You have to start sometime. We know that it is only the right kind of practice carried out over a sufficient period of time that leads to improvement. As a result, we create our own potential. There's no such thing as predefined ability. <coughs> Which is really important. It really makes you run out of excuses to 
why you should should or should not start something. Just go ahead and do it and start and go with deliberate practice and be with yourself in that like and really really absorb and take in and be present with that kind of thing with with any sort of thing that you're going to take on. So <clears throat> now he goes on to how to practice. That's the, why you're here is to listen to the how to's. So I'm going to skim over this just a little bit so that I can give you the gist. First thing he says, deliberate practice develops skills that have other that others have already figured out. So find a coach. They'll be able to guide you in the best way to develop them. Um, so the next step is stay outside your comfort zone. Deliberate practice takes place outside your comfort zone. You're going to be uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. We all know this, or at least have heard it. So get out there and do it. So the next step is deliberate practice requires well-defined specific goals designed to improve some aspect of your target performance. Set them consistently. So consistency obviously is going to be really important, but you have to get a little bit of feedback and revise them and improve them as you progress. Everyone does this and there's no such thing as a perfect plan because everyone's different and shit happens. Pardon my, uh, my language. Deliberate practice is deliberate, meaning that it requires your full attention and consciousness and with intentional actions. So you have to be fully engaged. Next is, oh, whoop, lost my spot. <clears throat> A coach is extremely helpful here, but over time with improved mental representations, experienced students can monitor themselves, spot mistakes and adjust accordingly. So feedback is a huge huge part of this especially when you do get a coach or even just a friend watching you because they're going to say if you look a little bit goofy doing a squat or something like that and the more that somebody knows about this kind of thing even if they've been doing it for a few months and you're just starting out that is hugely valuable so you don't necessarily have to get an expert you have to get somebody who knows more than you at the very least but the feedback is the hard part you're gonna have to learn to take criticism and you're gonna have to learn to love it next is Deliberate practice both produces and depends on effective mental representations with one improving the other. So be sure to have a clear picture of what you're trying to achieve and keep it in front of your mind, constantly striving for it and improving it. So visualization, huge. You might not think so and you might think, oh, I'm not creative or I'm not imaginative. That's bullshit. We're the only, I think there's only like three species that can really do that. So go ahead and do it. Just imagine, imagine what you want it to look like and keep that vision in your head. Lastly, deliberate practice nearly always involves building or modifying previously learned skills by focusing on specific aspects of those skills that can be improved over and over again. Constantly striving for the next level, breaking records, creating training techniques, and being the first in your field to do what you're doing. Which, that's more when you're getting into competitive things. Obviously, so if you're into CrossFit and you want to be the best at CrossFit or you want to be the best on the track or you want to be the best at MMA, hockey, whatever the hell it is, that's what he's talking about. So what we're going to talk about another time, and we're just going to briefly touch on, that was my dog, is motivation. So I'm just going to touch on this just a little bit. A lack of motivation may be the biggest barrier to developing expertise. Most people get to a point where they think that they're not or they are good enough and that isn't worth it anymore. To strengthen your motivation, you can either strengthen the reason to keep going or weaken the reasons to quit. So there's two ways to do that. 
And those are both important because some people are motivated by completely different things. So for me, I have to strengthen the reasons to keep going, which takes just little bit by little bit. I'm constantly monitoring those things and you should be too. You have to always be on the lookout for that weak part of yourself because it's a demon constantly trying to get in the front door. You keep that door shut when it's knocking. So people often need bigger motivators. Instead, it's the cost that gets us. Here's how to guard against them. Firstly, you start by choosing an activity that you truly and deeply want to get better in. For me, it was kettlebells. I started off with bodybuilding, which seemed to be a waste of my time in a lot of ways, um, and I wanted to get better at a skill. Um, not to say that there is no skills in bodybuilding, but I didn't. that's not the direction I wanted to go. Anyway, set aside a fixed time to practice that is cleared of all other obligations and distractions. Thirdly, get more and better sleep. That's really huge. And there's going to be an, uh, a podcast in the future about sleep and how important it is, how to wake up, how to go to bed, that kind of thing. Next is limit practice sessions to no more than an hour at a time. No problem when you're with Hero Bells. I try to keep everything well under an hour. You have no problems here. You're in the right place. You can't maintain intense focus for much longer than that. So, and this is not even just from what I think. This is coming from a sports psychologist. Read them and weep. Set things up so that you're constantly seeing concrete signs of improvement. Now, there's an expression that says, whatever can be measured can be managed. And measure everything if you can. If you have the ability to say, you know, maybe you're, you're running a 100-meter dash and you're better by a second, that second is everything, especially when you get to the higher levels. So don't think that everything is minutia, although you can get lost in minutia. Um, then lastly, surround yourself with like-minded people. People who believe in you and what you're doing, but because most important, you have to believe in yourself. This has been episode two of On Sports Psychology uh, with Hero Bells, and my name is Kyle McCaffrey. Thank you very much for listening. The links will be in the description, and I will, if... I need to, which I think I will, I'll put a list of all these steps on my Facebook group. Thanks for listening.